Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Thursday, May 13th. Today on the show, Major League Baseball rumors attached to Nashville, Tennessee. The governor signed some name, image, and likeness legislation. The Memphis Grizzlies are going for their fourth consecutive win tonight. But we begin with everything you need to know about the 2021 Tennessee Titans schedule. We are brought to you, of course, by the great people at the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. You've heard all the things I've said about them so far. The alignment, the care, the craftsmanship, the dedication to their work. So you need to remember the name, the Kingston Group. When you're ready for that brand new garage or that entire second story or maybe an entire new home altogether, just keep the name, the Kingston Group, in mind. And until then, until you're ready for that decision, go to the website, buildkg.com. Check it out. Get some ideas see what kind of work they can do. And oh, by the way, if you choose to go that direction, it'll probably make you some money as well. So check it out. BuildKG.com is the website. That's the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com. The Titans schedule is out in 2021, and well, we sort of knew all of this stuff. And the reactions to the schedule were almost as predictable as the schedule itself. You got to give it to the NFL, man. They can take a relatively innocuous press release that fits on a single sheet of paper and turn it into football's version of a gender reveal party. It's completely overblown. Way too much time and energy is spent on every minute detail, and then nothing happens for like four months. In 2021, the Titans are never playing more than two road games in a row and never more than two home games in a row. Okay, that's basically what I would hope the NFL tries to do for every team. The bye week comes later in the year in week 13 which could be an awesome or terrible thing, all depending on how the first 12 games shake out, right? It's either a huge chance for rest and to get healthy for a playoff run, or it's way too little too late if you limp into December with a losing record. The Thursday night game will come against San Francisco in Week 16. Again, is it great to get the mini-buy later in the year and be off on Christmas weekend? Or is playing a physical Niners team on a short week after an important road trip to Pittsburgh a recipe for disaster? We could do this all night and not really get ourselves anywhere because the truth is all NFL schedules are basically the same, a.k.a. extremely difficult, which is one of my two main takeaways from the release. Number one, anything the Titans win in 2021 is going to be earned the hard way. There is no easy stretch if there is such a thing in the NFL. Your two easiest games could be back-to-back road trips in weeks five and six at the Jets and Jags. That quote-unquote breather is then, of course, followed by a hellacious stretch that likely defines the season. From Week 7 to Week 11, the Titans will face Buffalo and Kansas City at home, Indianapolis and the Rams on the road, followed by the Saints at home. Which means, because the first meeting is in Week 3, both of the Colts games will be in the books by Week 8, right smack in the middle of what at least looks like on paper a devastating five-week stretch. Which brings us to number two. The NFL hates your team. A common refrain from Titans fans feeling disrespected. But it's not true. The NFL doesn't hate your team. TV partners hate bad ratings. The Titans will get only three nationally televised games to start the year. And it just shouldn't be a surprise, even if you hate it. Tennessee will host the aforementioned Bills on a Monday night, get to travel to Los Angeles to face the Rams on Sunday night football, and will get the Thursday night game against the Niners late in the year. Titans fans, you're right. Your team doesn't get enough of the national spotlight that they have absolutely earned. But the Titans fan base and brand simply isn't old enough or large enough to command the audience that TV partners want. And this is a business, first and foremost. Don't get confused. TV executives are not football experts. They are TV audience experts. 
Football experts, writers, coaches, scouts, they all know exactly how good Derrick Henry is or A.J. Brown. And maybe those two in particular can do more to elevate the marketability of the Titans brand more than anything not named the Super Bowl. But a fan base that is less than 25 years old in one of the smallest markets in the NFL is simply never going to be big enough to command more than the bare minimum of nationally televised slots. It's just the way it is, guys. It's not that the NFL or that the football community doesn't recognize how good Tennessee has been over the last five years. They definitely do. The Titans just are not able to draw the eyeballs the same way a team with a massive national fan base and eight decades of engagement can draw. And that's just the reality of the situation. Only time and championships can change that. Late on Tuesday evening, Governor Bill Lee signed some new legislation allowing name, image, and likeness in the state of Tennessee, joining others in the southeast like Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Florida, and others. Tennessee becomes the 15th state with some name, image, and likeness legislation that allows athletes to profit off of their NIL, the name, image, and likeness. A couple of different things to remember here. Number one, it is an extremely complicated issue. The NCAA and the federal government, the national governing bodies, are going to eventually have to come up with a singular law and set of rules that applies to all states. But in the short term, it is a problem for college football because you're going to have 50 different states with 50 different laws. And of course, the SEC, where it just means more, of course, the SEC has figured out a way to pay their athletes faster than every other region or other states in all of college football across the country. It's amazing what we can do, right, as legislators to genuinely help other people when it means helping our favorite football teams win games, right? I don't care about the motives. The legislation is the right move because athletes deserve to get paid and compensated for their name, image, and likeness. So I don't care about the motives, even if it is cynical that basically we just want to try to win and taking advantage of the fact that the NCAA completely choked on this. They whiffed, they punted, they pushed it down the road, and now all these states are saying, well, I guess we'll just put the laws in place ourselves." Is it an easy solution? Is it an easy piece of legislation? Are there lots of pitfalls and lots of issues with compliance and under the table, over the table, all this different stuff? Absolutely. But here's the bottom line. The SEC, just like with conference championship games, just like with pushing forward the BCS and the plus one system and the playoff, the SEC, which cares the most about winning in college football, is going to bring college football forward into the future with name, image, and likeness. Because if there's a way to attract better players and win more games... You bet your ass the SEC is going to do it better and faster than everybody else. So I guess we should address the MLB story that came out with Jeff Passan and ESPN because I got a bunch of texts and tweets from people saying, is it possible? Could baseball be coming to Nashville finally? A couple of things to remember here. Number one, this is just the city of Oakland and the athletics conducting business. They are in a deep negotiation to potentially build a stadium. So, of course, they're going to float stories about disagreements, to try to leverage each other into a better possible deal. Now, inside of that story, which was 99.9% about Oakland and the politicians, of course, Nashville, Tennessee was mentioned one time in like half of a paragraph, along with Las Vegas, Vancouver, British Columbia, Portland, Oregon, and a few others. MLB does not want to expand currently, and they've got a couple of franchises that might want to move. Here's the issue for Nashville sports fans who care about baseball. Nashville simply doesn't have any of the things yet. They do not have a place to put a stadium. They do not have funding to build the stadium. And the group that's trying to expand doesn't have anywhere close to the dollars or the ownership group to be a part of bringing baseball to Nashville. So while Nashville, Tennessee as a city is probably being used as a pawn, because I do believe that Las Vegas is the most likely landing spot for the athletics, it just doesn't feel like Nashville's truly, genuinely involved in any of this. Because again, 
we don't have any of the things you need. We've got a bunch of celebrities saying that they like baseball. So right now, I hate to be a wet blanket about this, but Nashville, Tennessee is not getting a Major League Baseball team anytime soon unless major things change. This is all conjecture. It's all just meant to rile us up, and it's meant to use us as a city as leverage to get another team a better deal somewhere else. The Memphis Grizzlies clinched a playoff spot on Tuesday night with their third straight win when they beat Dallas. And as we talked about on Monday's show, this week was a chance for Memphis to make up some ground, and so far, so good. The idea was to play really well during a four-game homestand and maybe jump Golden State into the eighth spot in the Western Conference by season's end on Sunday. The Grizz are on the court Thursday and Friday night against a bad Sacramento team with opportunities to win at home and will finish with Golden State on the road on Sunday in a game that will likely decide seeding in the Western Conference. If Memphis can win their last three games, it not only improves their seeding in the playoffs, but would give them a six-game winning streak heading into the play-in tournament, only needing one win to get into that big tournament. With Jaron Jackson back in the lineup now for a little while, this team now has seven players averaging in double figures and is even more fun to watch than before. Just give them a chance. There are only three games left, and it's win-or-go-home time now, so this is your last chance. Get on the Grind City bandwagon before the train leaves the station, folks. Thursday's docket coming up in just a second, but of course we say thank you to the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning locally owned custom home and remodeling firm, for being our great sponsor, keeping this product for free for you guys every single morning, trying to keep you up to date on all of Nashville sports. Of course, the original independent daily short-form sports podcast in Nashville. The website, of course, is buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. Make sure you check out their work and keep them in mind when you're considering doing some work on your home. I promise you, you will love the experience. They will do a fantastic job, and you'll probably make some money in the process. So check them out, the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. So what's on the docket for Thursday evening? The Memphis Grizzlies are at home against the Sacramento Kings. That tip-off is at 7 p.m. In Major League Baseball, Game 3 of the Brave Series against Toronto is at 11.20 a.m. The Phillies and Nationals begin at noon. St. Louis is at Milwaukee at 12.40. The Reds are at Colorado at 7.40. And my first place Mets are not playing. In SEC Baseball, the huge series with Tennessee and Arkansas and Vandy and Ole Miss don't get started until Friday. But the SEC Baseball weekend does get started with number 3 Mississippi State hosting Missouri. And every game matters in the race for the regular season SEC championship. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at 440 Media on Instagram. Please share the show. All of you dedicated loyal listeners who are listening to this at this point of the product, we really appreciate you. We love you. Please share the show with somebody. That is how this thing grows. So thank you so much for listening and supporting 440 Sports. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.